Hello friends, Steven Toon here from Bagentina and Toonmade Records. want to say hello and welcome to episode 4. Today I am picking apart the song Leave This Town from Bagentina's record album called Dead Reckon. So this is season 1 of the Toonmade podcast, Dead Reckon. Wait. This is season one of the Two Made Podcast, Bagentina, Dead Reckon. Today's episode is all about Leave This Town. So this song, I always kind of think of it as being birthed from two things. One, and most importantly, from a, a, a story, which is partly biographical and partly um, made up of a bunch of different, I guess, people's stories. I have a, a good friend in Vancouver who moved here from... California and you know as a kid I mean I just still I'm still in love with California and you know my best friend lives down there and we've we've been a couple times to LA and even got to play at the famed hotel cafe last time we were there and you know LA is a is just an interesting place it also holds a lot of uh I don't know mystery and intrigue just the all the films and the stories and the music that comes out of LA and other parts of California and uh, so to meet somebody who lived where I'm from who had moved from there you know I've met a few people that are from there in these same circles actually that were from there and I was just like man why why would you move here like it you know the weather's nicer down there there's there seems to be more opportunity in a lot of ways, but really, at the end of the day, I mean, you 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 go where you're supposed to be, right? And so this friend of mine had had moved here, and after a really successful season, you know, I don't know how many years, ten years or so, um, in in her career and her vocation, uh, she just needed a break, and she ended up taking a break and then taking you know finding uh work in a completely different field from what she had been doing where she was successful in her profession i don't want to give away too much because i don't want to you know say exactly who this is about but no shame in the story it's just just want to respect her privacy but you know she moved into a field that was totally different from what she was doing oh someone's knocking on my window Okay, I'm back. <laughs> That's my family. So if you hear the kids talking and stomping around upstairs, uh, everybody's home now. And yeah. But yeah, so this friend had gone into a completely different uh, field 
and then a little later on she again switched jobs and at this point I had just felt like for a long time that because she'd been talking about moving back to California and back to where some of her family was and I don't know I just had this like narrative that came into my head of like she she came to this city she started this amazing career she ended up somewhere where she totally didn't see herself being until she got to this point where it's like you know i'm done i'm out of here and this is where the story gets kind of like it's not so much about her it's just about this narrative this story that i concocted of like a person who leaves the place where they're from you know it it's basically this song is about dreams in a way being dashed you know like dreams just not coming true and that happens a lot i think for everybody like life is just a bunch of joys and challenges and <laughs> as you know if you've heard songs from this record that's kind of a theme on this record is like you know leaving one thing to start another and uh, struggling in one season to tr try to break free and have a better season <laughs> and sometimes that what was supposed to be better isn't and so this became a song about that like just wanting to leave this town because it wasn't good to you right like you know you came and you had your dreams and now 20 30 years later it's like wow this is this is not where I expected to be, and so if I'm honest, it's it's autobiographical too because obviously there's things in my life that are not, you know, what I expected or, and I'm not talking about you know my family, my marriage, um, I'm ta I'm ta talking about other things like just even like career aspirations like, I this is I'm getting really honest here when I was in high school and they came to us for our grad quotes and our our yearbooks I said something cheeky like um I can't remember what it was something like I'll I'll be thinking about y'all when I'm famous or something like that because like I had dreams of being a rock star and like what a little what a, what a little jerk I was anyways the point is is um whether your dreams are good or not they don't always come true but at the same time they do come true in the sense that like if you don't like something you can you can leave it if you don't like you know the way something's going you can stop but we get ourselves into these ruts and it can go on for years and years until we finally say i'm done i'm leaving this and then you know so it, <laughs> i'm not like a firm follower of the secret uh, this idea of, you know, the law of attraction and, or just like, you know, visualizing things and making it become a reality. However, I, it's responsibility, taking responsibility for your own life and taking action definitely produces results. So yeah, it's sort of, this song is kind of about living in that tension, but also, you know, doing something about your, your situation. Now the first verse I talk about before I get out of bed. I'm already compromised or I'm already compromising. It's like, I can't even start my day without thinking that I'm in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And then I, I talk about Sabbath true. I never really married you. And I hope no one thinks that's about Lisa and I, or it, it's not, it's really just about 
going for something but not fully committing to it and i guess that's a big part of the heart of this song too is like you got to get out of there if you if you've started something and you've banked your whole life on it but you're not actually fully in it that that's definitely a problem <laughs> so that was just that that's what i was thinking when i was writing those lines i'm like and again this is not about my friend this is just about being in a place of like okay something's got to change and look at that i wasn't even really committed to this thing whatever that thing is so sad but true happens to the best of us sad but true i never really married you just kept looking for my place and a thing to do i realize i'm still a child i've got all the time The other, I mentioned there's two things, two places where this song comes from. The other place is from just realizing that, you know, earlier in my songwriting days, I used to write just a ton of, you know, slow to medium paced songs. And my subject material is often very uh, melancholy and sometimes sad. <laughs> Even when I do more of an upbeat song. So, like, back on our first record, there's a song called Sun's Up. And it's funny because it's, like, super happy, upbeat, danceable, sing-alongable. But it's actually about a breakup. So it's, like, kind of sad lyrics to a happy-sounding song. But yeah, so I just years ago, I just thought, you know what? I got to make sure I'm writing songs that are at least more upbeat. Um, and if not with a totally positive message, <laughs> um, there's got to, well, I mean, whatever. Songs can be anything, but, you know, I wanted to write songs with hope and I wanted to write songs that were definitely more upbeat. I mean, it, not just to be formulaic about it or anything, but I love songs like Casino Queen or Monday by Wilco. Both of those are Wilco songs. And, you know, I've seen them live so many times. And when they bring out those barn burners, it's, it's a good time. So, yeah, I just, I love, I love uh, rocking out a bit. And, and that's kind of where this song came from. I mean, there is, there are some sort of country-ish elements to it as well. Um, but yeah, it's meant to be, uh, I guess a barn burner road trip song. Recording this song, one challenge that I came up against was to do with the tempo and the phrasing. If you sing this chorus too fast, it easily sounds rushed and jumbled. There's so many words, and, you're tr and I'm trying to get them into like each line. And 
So when we first started and we did some bed tracks where you, you know, decide on a tempo and you maybe play a scratch guitar, scratch vocal, so that other instrumentalists or other players that are coming in later have something to guide them when they're recording. Um, this is typical in the studio. Like sometimes you approach a song and you play it live, all all of you at the same time. You know, you, you take that live feel, that live performance off the floor, and then you work with that. Maybe doing the odd edit or overdub or whatever. But in in, in this case, I went in with John and spent a weekend working on a couple of the songs that I'd written. In this one, we, we set up a tempo, we put a little loop in, uh, played some scratch tracks, bass and guitar, and, um, and came back to it later, and re I realized, oh man, this is fast. I don't know if I can phrase the chorus properly, and I'm a big fan of anybody who can phrase well. And most of the popular artists out there, if you can't phrase your lines properly, if you don't get the feel right, um, it, it, people can tell, you know, that you're not you're not quite there. Think Frank Sinatra, Miles Davis, um, and then closer to home for me, Jonathan Anderson is is an amazing musician and he's really known in our circles for his tone and his phrasing i had a guy that i played with years ago he was a keyboard player and i gave him a copy of one of my records i said hey could you learn these parts and he was also a guitar player and you know he took the record and he was learning some of the parts he came back to me like the next week and he said something like man like those parts, when you first listen to the record, you're just kind of like, you know, enjoying the record for what, the whole picture. You think, oh, those, those aren't tough parts. And then when you go to actually try to emulate what Jonathan's playing, <laughs> his phrasing is so perfect. And so this guy, this friend of mine, who's an amazing player himself, like that's a huge compliment. And I mean, this guy is like close to virtuoso piano player that was telling me this. And and he was having trouble matching John's phrasing because it was so good. And, you know, the other way to approach it, uh, you know, you can approach it musically and feel and groove, but phrasing can also be approached in a very scientific way. If you break everything in the music, you know, you divide everything up into these minute uh, divisions, you can figure out where exactly someone's landing on each note. Um, but that's not what phrasing is about. Phrasing is about feel and even originality, identity. Someone like Neil Young, the way he sings his songs, it's really hard to to cover those songs and, and get it right. Someone's, Katie Lang is, a, is also a master of phrasing and just putting her own spin on something. Uh, so I'm going on and on about phrasing, but the point is when we got in to record this chorus, I was like, oh no. And I felt like it was too fast. But then the tempo really grew on me and the energy of the song was there with this tempo and I had to figure it out. So uh, I'm not saying I got it perfect, but you know, if you sing too ahead of the groove, you're going to sound like you're speeding up. And if you try to say too much in um, too little time, it's just going to sound jumbled. And if if you lay too far back, it sounds like 
you're singing slower than everybody else on the record. So, yeah, that was a challenge, but it was a welcome challenge because I love this kind of stuff. I love refining things like phrasing. So, Leave This Town is out on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, all those places. Actually, it's Saturday afternoon right now, and it was it was delayed getting onto the platforms, but I just noticed before I started talking here that it had started, started showing up. So, saw it on iTunes, and it should be on the other ones very soon. And... Yeah, the album, the full album's coming out August 31st. We're doing some fun things on our social media accounts, doing a contest. You can win some soap and a CD. I know that sounds kind of strange, but it's awesome soap, handmade soap by Sarah Daylene, who also helped write one of the songs on the record. If you heard the last episode, you'll know more about that. And uh, yeah, so doing that, over there and be sure to save us on your favorite platform and you know what you could do us a huge favor create a playlist on itunes or spotify wherever you listen to music create a playlist and put us at the very top and have a listen to that playlist a little bit and spotify itunes they work just like social media platforms and that they watch what people are doing and they think, oh, look, if someone's putting Bagentina in their playlist and it's the first song or the first three songs, maybe we should share this with other users. That would be amazing if you could do that because we could see our, our audience grow. And there's something else special to do with this song, Leave This Town. I have done a at-home version. Uh, it's a little different feel, a little different tempo. And that is going to be available on the extended podcast, which is on our Patreon. So head over to Patreon, look for TuneMade, and you can be a part of the journey with us as we create music and art. And there's a couple different subscription levels there. I uh, would love to share that stuff with you. And every time we do a podcast, we have a special either live off the floor or a new version of the song that we're talking about. We also have some exclusive content that that's only for our Patreon patrons. So it would be awesome if you could check that out. I leave you with a little bit of Arnie. This is from our Kickstarter campaign back in December. Stephen Toon was one of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my entire life. Out of all the performers I've ever seen, he was very good. He'd wake up every morning, he'd make a big bowl of oatmeal, he'd go get his guitar, he'd play me a song. He was the greatest I'd ever seen, ever. Stephen, it's me, your friend Arnie. I really hope you make this album.